This is the Truth Hurts Program. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday, the 15th day of February, 2023. This is the Truth Hurts Program, and I am your host, Steve Z. We do this little excursion into what I call the wonderful world of information providing. We expose the lies of the left, the leftists, the progressive woke Democrats. We expose the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media's agenda to always defend Democrats and always bash Republicans at every possible opportunity. We also expose the double standard, the hype and the hypocrisy of our American government, especially under Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the worst president in U.S. history, worse than even Jimmy Carter, who held that title for decades, for about a half a century, actually. Joe Biden, delivering the most confrontational State of the Union address ever, just a week ago, and the nation still has not recovered from that disastrous oratory failure. Biden knows nothing at all about the true state of our union because he is mentally deficient. His cognitive functions have declined to a point where he is no better than Gene Roddenberry's depiction of John Gill in a Star Trek original series episode where the senile, feeble-minded old man was drugged into a comatose condition and made to read from a teleprompter in a monotonal kind of way that no one could really understand the rambling, the multi... Uh, yeah. That's what we have with Joe Biden. Peter Schiff has slammed the Inflation Reduction Act, saying Biden knows absolutely nothing about the true state of the union. Peter Schiff, no relation to Adam Schiff, is the chief economist and global strategist at Euro-Pacific Capital. He believes Joe Biden's boondoggle tax and spend and tax and tax again program known as the Inflation Reduction Act will not do anything in reining in the continuing train of inflated pricing in the United States and is causing inflation to continue despite what Joe Biden came on television and lied to you about over the last couple of days. Prices for goods and services on average to the American consumer in the month of January 2023 were 6.5% higher than they were in January of 2022. And that was much, much higher than they were in January of 2021. Joe Biden is now in his third year of the presidency, and America is now in the third year of record high 40-year high inflation because of Joe Biden and his economic policies. The Inflation Reduction Act and all of those other so-called pandemic relief programs added almost $5 trillion to our nation's debt and deficit. It enacted historic reductions, supposedly, to fight inflation, to lower energy costs, to increase clean production, to reduce carbon emissions, and allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices. That's what they claim. But the result is, inflation is still 6.5%. 
The nation runs at its best, its most efficiently, when our rate of price increases is 2 to 2.4%. Joe Biden's inflation currently sitting three times higher than that. But he's going to say, inflation's getting better. It's not. It's not. I was given some information this morning, and I took a photograph of it with my handy-dandy trusty cell phone. And this comes from very reliable sources at the U.S. Department of Labor. In the month of January 2023, just a few short days ago, fuel oil prices in the United States of America in one year's time were up 27.7%. Natural gas utilities up 26.7%. The cost of transportation up 14.6%. The cost of electricity up 11.9%. The cost of food eaten at your home up 11.3%. The cost of food at restaurants, food eaten away from your home up 8.2%. The cost of basic housing, you know, rent, mortgage notes, etc., up 7.9% is listed as shelter. New car prices up 5.8%. Gasoline, last month, compared to the same month the year before, up 1.5% and rising. The overall consumer price index, however, for some strange reason, only came in at 6.4% higher than one year before. I don't know what they're using. I see used car prices came down about 11%, but that's because there are now new cars to be sold at exorbitantly high prices. So the cost of used cars has begun to level off. But it is Joe Biden's incompetency in trusting ancient Janet Yellen to run the Treasury Department, in trusting every one of his evil-seeking advisors. Joe Biden has destroyed the American economy. And a lot of people are going, well, it's not so, so bad. I mean, I've still got a little bit of money left in the bank. Yeah, but what do you have left in your wallet? Kaylee McGeehy-White writes in the Washington Examiner, a culture war is inevitable. The differences between our two political parties' priorities cannot be any clearer than they were made during President Joe Biden's State of the Union address last Tuesday and in the response by Arkansas Republican Governor Sarah Sanders. Biden's speech was his attempt to establish a vision for a new liberal order in which big government and cultural leftism reign supreme. Ms. Sanders' response was an excellent reminder that that's not what the American people want. While Biden tried to be divisive and blame the evil white male for all the ills of our nation, while he tried to blame the lie of systemic racism, while he tried to blame Republicans and Donald Trump, while Biden's speech was centered around pitting rich against poor, black against white, cops against law-abiding citizens or criminals, Ms. Sanders said, most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom, in peace. But we're under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight to begin with. Every day we're told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, worship their false idols. That's not normal. It's crazy, and it's wrong. And she would be correct. 
Think about all the things that you are being vilified for. You're evil if you don't worship at the flag of the rainbow, of the LGBTQIA plus queer, homosexual, lesbian, gay, transgender crowd. Somehow, if you don't believe their lie that there are more than two genders, you are the evil one. Colorado baker Jack Phillips didn't ask to be harassed in court for nearly 10 years. All he wanted to do was operate his bakery, do business according to his personal religious convictions. But he's been forced to defend his right to do so over and over again. Why? Because the left is trying to push their agenda down America's throat. Teenage activist Chloe Cole didn't ask to take on the legal burden in the battle over gender ideology, but those progressive woke liberals insisted that surgical and chemical sex change treatments should be made available to children too young to know any better, and it has now forced her to seek accountability on their behalf. Parents did not ask to take on the responsibilities of local government, but Local school boards, education bureaucrats, and their relentless efforts to turn children into ideological puzzle pieces, chess pieces, ideological warriors, forced parents to go and take over their local school boards and demand accountability. We could go on and on and on. If Republicans had been more aggressive in the culture war over the recent years, it is only because they were forced to be. There would be no need for a Governor Ron DeSantis to strip tax benefits from woke Disney if the woke Disney company was not pushing toxic racialism, radical gender ideology, and other aberrant lifestyle behaviors onto impressionable children in Florida, in California, and on every one of their media platforms. The Attorney General in Virginia would not need to launch a civil rights investigation into the Fairfax County school system if the schools had not deliberately deprived students of merit awards in their support of so-called equity. Republicans need to understand, as hard as they might look at it, as hard as they might hit back, every time the Republicans try to take on the leftists, the left will swing their bats even harder. And Biden made that crystal clear during his speech when he referenced the need for so-called gender-affirming care for gender-confused children. And when he ushered his support for unfettered access to murdering babies in abortion clinics. Joe Biden intends to continue the full weight of the federal government's push to push these radical agenda items forward. And it does not matter to Joe Biden or the Democrats that the vast majority of the American public is far to the right on the matters at hand. Far more to the right than he is. And this is why a culture war is inevitable. The topics driving the national debates of today, education, transgenderism, critical racist theory, and Biden's destruction of the economy for the sole benefit of trying to level a playing field, will eventually touch you, me, everyone. If Republicans don't have the balls to do what it takes to force the left back towards the center, then the Republicans in power now should simply step down and make room for other Republicans who will have the balls to stand up and fight. This is the Truth Hurts program.
In the face of woke idealism, the leader of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, has resigned. The First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, made the unexpected announcement this morning that she will be resigning from government after eight years. Why? She's been a champion of the Scottish independence movement, and the departure will make her the second high-profile female leader to announce a resignation in the last few weeks. You might recall that Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, said she will be stepping down also because she's citing burnout as one of the main reasons for her decision. Miss Sturgeon of Scotland's resignation comes amid an influx of criticism over a policy that would make it easier for people to legally change genders. Yes, children as young as 16 can just go down to the old records office and say, I don't want to be a boy anymore. I know I've still got my junk, but I want to be a girl now. So change my name, change my gender. And that's all it would take. Sturgeon has supported this. Her Scottish National Party is facing internal conflict about plans for a second referendum on independence. They want to secede from the British Empire. That's her business. That's their business if they want to do that. But her announcement was made from her residence in Edinburgh, and she stressed that her decision was not made due to short-term issues, but because she's been wrestling with her thoughts about quitting for several weeks. I think she was pressured by more normal, rational, conservative people, and she realized her choice or choices regarding radicalism, progressivism, wokeness, was not going to keep her in office very much longer anyway. Ah, good riddance, I guess, to you. Republicans are blasting gropey Joe Biden for the latest inflation report, and many say, as I do, the president is living in an alternate reality. The congressional Republicans ripped into Joe Biden on Tuesday after the latest inflation report saw prices rise by half a percentage point to 6.4% rate in January. House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, Republican of Minnesota, said, quote, Just last week, Joe Biden took a victory lap on the economy, but today's report confirms he's living in an alternate reality than Americans watching prices get higher by the day. He told that to Fox News Digital. He said, We have to rein in the reckless spending and put America on a path to sustainability for years to come. Tom Cotton from Arkansas said, Biden may have stopped caring about the price hike, but inflation caused by his policies is far from over. Lauren Boebert tweeted, Inflation Reduction Act has certainly done nothing to reduce inflation. I agree. Georgia GOP Representative Andrew Clyde tweeted, Joe Biden told America that inflation is coming down. In reality, inflation rose in January by half a percent and is up 6.4% from last year. The Biden administration continues to fail the American people. The consumer price index rose by 6.4% in January on an annualized basis, and that was much higher than expected. The Labor Department reported that the CPI, the broad measure of the price of everyday goods that includes gasoline, groceries, rent or housing costs, rose by half a percent after a surprise decline of 0.1% in December. Biden lied in December and said, look, inflation's going down. It was a burp, a hiccup, a small fart in the grand scheme of Biden's inflation. 
annually prices remain above 6% higher than they were the year before. And the year before they were up 9.1%. If you recall back in June, the highest inflation rate in more than 41 years when the previous worst president was in office, Jimmy Carter. But don't worry, my friends, your inflation, your wallet is the least of Joe Biden's worries because they're more interested in keeping tabs on the unvaccinated. Bailey Hill wrote in the Fox News website, fingerprints of unvaccinated New York City teachers were sent to the FBI with problem codes. And we all know that that would be an invasion of privacy. According to this report, the fingerprints of unvaxxed New York City school teachers were sent to the FBI with problem code flags, and that prompted outrage from former teachers who lost their jobs over the filthy, disgusting mask mandates, which were proven to have done absolutely nothing to stop COVID. John Birch, who is representing teachers that are suing the city over the mask mandate, said the teachers who refused to get the jab now have a flag in their file which will impact their ability to get another job anywhere in the country. When the city puts these problem codes on employees who have been terminated because of unconstitutional policies that were put into place by the school system, not only do these teachers have a flag in their files, but their fingerprints are sent with that flag to the FBI and to the New York Criminal Justice Services so it will impact their ongoing ability to get employment at other places. Rachel Garcia is a former New York City teacher who lost her job because she refused to get the COVID vaccine. She says, quote, this is both outrageous and infuriating because my first question to the government or whatever is basically, what did I do? What kind of criminal activity did I participate besides denying something I felt that was right for me? Religiously, mentally, I just didn't want anything experimental on my body. So what criminal activity does that persist? She meant, does that present? She says, I don't understand. Like, why am I being flagged? Why is my fingerprint being sent to the FBI? The veteran teacher with 15 years in Brooklyn was fired after she filed a religious exemption against getting the China virus jab and her request was denied. And Miss Garcia says, this is an invasion of privacy. We have to stop this government in their tracks now. And I just wanna say that one more thing is, I don't thrive on fear. And I feel that that's what they're trying to do. Such a shame. And it's exactly as I predicted here on the Truth Hurts program. Isn't that crazy? The White House says Joe Biden is not speaking about those shot down unidentified flying objects because he doesn't want to spark panic. <laughs> oh, President Gropey Joe Biden has not addressed the American people about the mysterious objects being shot out of the sky because the White House does not want to spark panic. That's what the quota hire, the little black lesbian girl said, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She be done said that on Tuesday when she was asked why President Biden have not made a television speech on the issue. The unqualified spokesperson for the Biden administration said, Mr. Biden is taking the matter seriously and was being briefed regularly. And he's going to continue to do that. 
She said, we're sharing as much information as we can as possible, but we do want to make sure the American people understand there is no need to panic. That's how she speaks. She's horrible. She is absolutely horrible. And when she was asked why the president waited to shoot down the first Chinese spy balloon after saying it was no danger, why the double standard? She, of course, deferred. That's what they do. That's what she does. She can't answer a straight question. It's not in her nature. She is as useless as they come. And here's something to prove that. I think she's a lousy communicator. And she does too, apparently, because she called Joe Biden, quote, the best communicator, unquote, in the White House. Brad Betts, contributor to Fox News, says, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Tuesday exalted President Biden's communication skills, calling him the best in the White House. My friends, if you don't believe me, listen to the lie for yourself. This is good stuff. Is it the view of the president's communications team that he is equally adept in all settings in terms of communications, or are there some that played a greater strength, some where he probably isn't as strong, etc.? I will tell you this, the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. <laughs> well, he's, he's definitely no better than you are, and you suck. So, just figure it out. The comments came during an exchange with a reporter who questioned whether Biden was, quote, equally adept, unquote, in all communication settings, be it set pieces, impromptu remarks, teleprompter, no teleprompter, etc. Or are there somewhere he probably isn't as strong, etc.? This nut job, the eye-flitting, weird lesbian black chick who only got her job because she checked off those three magical boxes black, female, gay, not because she's any good, because she sucks. That was her answer. Despite her assertion of Biden's communication skills, the president averages just under one half a gaff per workday in the month of January. That means in a 30-day month, Joe Biden averages a gaff every other day. That's pretty sad. He struggled without gaffes throughout his political history, especially throughout the presidency. He's also filled with lies, misstatements, walkbacks, never a real apology though, not to mention plagiarism. He called Chuck Schumer the minority leader. He's not the minority leader. He's been the majority leader since Biden took office. That was last week. Last month saw Biden attempting to shift attention away from his classified document scandal as he focused on issues such as border security, which we have none, the Ukraine, which is a big giveaway pander program, and the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, which was not an insurrection, as well as infrastructure flaws that Mr. Biden is in trouble for constantly. And on more than one occasion, he refers to Camel Toe Harris as president. Harris. He also referred to her as First Lady. Well, the way the First Lady Jill Biden was seen kissing Doug Emhoff, Camel Toe Harris's husband, I wonder if there ain't a little freaky deaky going on there in the White House. This is the Truth Hurts program. 
Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL Energy Pipeline on his first day in office. Remember? We said here on the Truth Hurts program that that was a very dangerous disaster in the making. A danger waiting to happen. And they laughed at us. They told us we didn't know what we were talking about. He said canceling the Keystone Energy Pipeline would be good for the environment. I came on this very program and said, wait a minute. Instead of pumping oil through a pipeline which doesn't cross railroad tracks, busy highways, doesn't run through people's backyards or schoolyards, just way out in the middle of nowhere, this pipeline cleanly, efficiently, and effectively, and at a very low cost, will transport petroleum products. The Biden administration laughed and said, I didn't know what I was talking about. Senator J.D. Vance is a Republican from Ohio, and he, like me, blasted the Biden administration for abandoning the people of Ohio following last week's release of toxic fumes after a choo-choo train derailed near the state's eastern border with Pennsylvania. Residents living in the area of East Palestine, Ohio, were instructed to evacuate after 50 locomotive train cars derailed and caught fire, spewing vinyl chloride, phosgene gas, which is highly deadly, hydrogen chloride, and other gases into the water and air. That train crashed on February 3rd, 12 days ago, on its way between Madison, Illinois to Conway, Pennsylvania. Residents, some of them, have been allowed to return despite reports of dead fish, dead coyotes, chickens, and other animals all across the region. Concerns have also risen over water safety as far away as West Virginia, causing one water utility company to increase monitoring of water quality. Mr. Vance said, We are ruled by unserious people who are worried about fake problems instead of the real fact that our country is falling apart in some of the most important ways. And he further bashed Joe Biden by saying, The leaders of this country have decided to disregard the people of East Palestine. He also blasted Transportation Secretary Gay Mayor Pete Buttigieg for being more concerned about race and diversity representation on construction sites instead of the fundamentals of his job, which is, of course, ensuring that we have a viable, safe, and secure transportation infrastructure for this country. Vance said the Environmental Protection Agency should be focused on clean air, clean water. It's the thing I'm most focused on for the people of East Palestine, but so far the EPA has only focused on environmental racism and other ridiculous things that they make up instead of fixing the problem for which they are established to fix. Gay Mayor Pete has had nothing to say for 11 days since the train derailment. Growing criticism over his silence forced Buttigieg to quit lactating. Apparently he's a man who can lactate, I don't know. He addressed the disaster Monday night, tweeting that the EPA was testing for volatile organic compounds and other chemicals of concern. He wrote, I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on families in the 10 days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It's important that families have access to useful and accurate information. The queer mayor 
who is now the transportation secretary, only because he checked off the box of homosexuality. Because if Mayor Pete wasn't a queer, a homo, a fairy, he would never have gotten that job. He would have just been another white guy. Look, another white guy in government service. He would have been the target of white supremacy accusations if he wasn't putting his key in another man's key. And why is he speaking about the EPA? He's the transportation secretary. Finally, when asked, he said, in the meantime, our federal partners at EPA are on site and monitoring indoor and outdoor air quality to test for VOCs and other chemicals of concern. The EPA has screened 291 homes and no detections were identified. 181 homes remain. Why is he not investigating the crash? Why is the transportation secretary commenting on EPA concerns and issues? Why not talk about the condition of the tracks? Why not talk about the condition of the trains? Because queer Mayor Pete would rather stick his nose in some other dude's business. That's why. And as we're running up against the clock here, I'd like you to go online and look up an article in the Washington Examiner written by Anna Giaratelli. How the illegal immigrant population could stay at 11 million for two decades. Very interesting read. I may go into it on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. But for now, we're out of time. So we'll say bye-bye for now. See you next time. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded. Thank you.